and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. And today we are talking about season four of One Tree Hill as a whole. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is our special recap episode of season four, where we talk about everything that happened in the season, our favorites, least favorites, and everything in between. And then maybe some teases for season five and a special announcement at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that, kids. So, yes. Yay. How are we doing, everybody? Oh, we finally know, finished... Her. We're after dark again this week, so yes, all bets are off. Yep. Yes, all bets are off. Yes, yes, yes. So with this eighty-four year long season, just yes. took forever, and it I does, don't. It, it feels like two seasons, like mushed into one, because yeah. the first nine episodes feel like a totally different season compared to what the second half of this oh, season 100%. is like. Hundred percent. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. So okay, shall we just dive right in and go into our favorites this year? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so first one, first superlative favorite of our core five characters. Jesse, go ahead. I, I, I think Nathan is okay. my favorite. This I think Nathan has grown so much, and he's he's made some bad decisions in season four, but I like can't not love him. I can't not love how supportive he is and how like excited he was to be a dad. Like just, you know, I think he didn't necessarily grow a lot this season, but I think that steadiness is what I was craving in this insanity. That is one tree hill, you know? Okay. Caitlin, my dear. Um, my favorite, I mean, honestly, Peyton, um, she has not had an easy life. Just point blank. But season four in particular was truly terrible to her. And she made it the other huh? side. Like, she yeah. made it out. She made it to... She made it to graduation, which... Quite frankly, if I were in Peyton's shoes and I went through half the shit that she went through her during her senior year, I don't know if I would have made it. Um, so I think that speaks a lot to her willpower as a person and how strong she is, even if she doesn't know it. Um, case in point, you know, the episodes after the initial scary Psycho Ian um, encounter with her actual brother to Eric. Um, you know, and she she clearly doesn't think that she's strong enough. And then by the end of the season, you know, she's roundhousing Ian in the face. So <laughs> she's roundhousing Ian in the face. She's stopped caring what Brooke thinks of her. And she's pursuing her passions. And so I think this was like, in in a way, almost opposite of Nathan. Like, this was a growing season for Peyton because mm-hmm. she had to learn how to, she had to learn how to be herself and okay with being alone, which is hard to do when you're not 18 years old. Yeah. What about you, Brody? 
Mine, um, I had to think about it because I like all of them this season in one way, shape, or form. But I think my favorite this season is actually Lucas. Um, wow. I, I love his trajectory this season and what he goes through and how he ends up on the other side. Because he starts the season wanting Brooke back, not getting Brooke back, understanding that he can't have Brooke back, which is fine with him. Um being so close to Peyton as a friend, helping her with all the stuff with Ian and everything like that. Then basketball, losing it, getting it back again for 15 minutes, having it be a, still a huge part of his life. Um, and honestly, the the healing that he and Karen go through at the beginning of that season um, of dealing with the loss of Keith and him making his plans, losing those plans. And then, you know, in the second half, kind of spiraling a little bit. But then coming out on the other side with so much clarity about who he is, what he wants, and where he's going by the end of the season, I think is really, really great. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Peyton and Lucas definitely had the biggest swings this season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yep. And it was just, I think that kind of like I agree with you Barty about like with, with Lucas like there was some solid acting from one Chad Murray this episode like or not this episode this season like or just across the board because of the range of Lucas's emotions mm-hmm. across yeah. these episodes so yeah and I'm just gonna say a special shout out to one Brooke Penelope Davis for being the comedic relief most of this <laughs> season because she's great <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And shout out to Haley for just having to wear that giant ass pregnancy pillow for the entire season and waddling everywhere. Yes. Uh, And getting hit by a car and like giving Uh birth to a 20 pound baby. Just like (laughs) Haley's body really went through it this season. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So then let's talk about favorite uh, quote unquote secondary character. And by that, I mean the characters who are not the core five, but are still our main characters who are around a lot. You know, this season, for me, it was Rachel. She, I, like, she really grew on me after those first couple of episodes where she, like, once she finished being unhinged about Cooper, like, she really got her shit together as a friend. Like, she still did some shitty stuff, but... Overall, she really started trying to consider other people's feelings. Yep. Which is a very drastic contrast from season three, Rachel. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd have to go back and listen to it, but I think I may have even said Rachel was my favorite villain for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't quote me on that, but either way... She's like, she's she's done a com- almost a complete 180 in of the best way. So for me, I would say Rachel. Yeah. Her and Brooke became like the Lucy and Ethel of One Tree Hill for us for comedic <laughs> relief during some very, very dark points in that show. And it did yeah. not go unnoticed of how necessary it was and how good they both were at it. And Rachel's a huge part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say mine is a tie. And the only reason I'm saying it's a tie is because the other person was not around often 
or a lot, but they still need a shout out. My main one is is the one and only skills. Yep. Because d- skills is great. Jesse, do you concur? Yeah, I mine was also a tie. Okay. So yeah, so mine was skills just because of the fact that he now gets to, you know, since he was bumped up to a series regularly this this season, we get a lot more of him. And he became the funny words of wisdom that was like, what the hell are you doing? This is what you're supposed to do, but also made it really funny. And he was kind of the audience in that situation a lot for us. And I, I loved every second that we got with skills. Um, honorary mention goes to the one and only Mr. Chase. We did not have him for a long time, but he was a good time. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Arguably the best casting decision they made in nine seasons. Yes. Like, what else has that guy been in? Because He was on Laguna Beach. Oh, God! That's that's Stephen Coletti yeah, from Laguna Beach. We talked about this when he yeah. came onto the scene. Yes. <laughs> when he started, we said he literally finished Laguna Beach and started auditioning for shows. He wanted to be an actor. And he got cast in One Tree Hill. Do you remember last week at the end of the episode where I'm like, and I'll just be saying, oh, that was this season for an hour straight. Um, (laughs) This is that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Uh, I literally until Caitlin just said it not five minutes ago, I forgot that the wedding of Nathan and Haley still was happening at the first episode of season four. How? I don't Absurd. understand. Absurd. No. Yes. Yeah. Because the first episode of season four was Nathan and Rachel and Cooper in a fucking river. Uh huh. That was this season. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Yes. Anyway, those are my two. Jesse, if you would please. Um, Mine is a tie okay. between skills for his never ending font of wisdom and humor and patience especially with sweet summer child bevan like um but i like once again mouth like my my answers feel so predictable for these because my favorite secondary character and my favorite adult character have not really changed in three seasons like I just think, and I and I think Lee Norris's performances, especially of um, the the episode where the yearbooks came out in particular, sticks out to me. And his um, his journey in finding compassion and forgiveness for Jimmy this entire season has been so lovely. And also, like, this is the season that. <laughs> Nathan and Mouth do the the stripping contest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got to see him dance. We got to, you know, he got so he got some romance this season, and it was just great. I'll just say this: I think it's a testament to the show that we're trying to pick our favorites, and we mentioned all five of the core five, and now we've mentioned all the secondary characters as well. Pretty much, just goes to show how good this season is for every single character and how good they did every single character this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Then favorite adult character. Whitey. <laughs> there we go. Let have at it, Jesse. Always Whitey. Okay. <laughs> I have no new answers, 
Grandpa Whitey is the best, and he is saving the day for everyone, whether they disappoint him or not. And he finally got his state championship, and he's opening up his uh, his porch his porch therapy services, and he's gonna coach basketball some more. And I just love Whitey so much. Yep, 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 yep. Caitlin, my dear. Um, similarly to like how my favorite was Peyton because of the journey she went on this season. My favorite adult this season for similar reasons is Deb. Like she truly like talk about a roller coaster. Yeah. Like that woman, again, another character that if I went through half the shit that she went through, don't know if I'd still be here. Like, and so just the fact that, you know, like, she like obviously she made a lot of really horrible decisions at the beginning of the season but you know got there in the end and when she finally got there like we like we now no longer have to worry about Deb and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see that they've the writers of the show have finally stopped making her such a mess yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about if I mean the infamous intervention is this episode. Rehab is this, this season? or this season. This season. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This season. You know, like all of that is this season. And then we end up at the end with funny, sweet, kind-hearted grandma Deb. Don't call her grandma Deb. No, sorry, not grandma Deb. Sorry. <laughs> just go get her Deb. gun. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is safely put away at the gun range and away from that gorgeous baby. Yes. She really needs to stop calling the the cookie jar in the kitchen the gun range. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, mine this season is an unconventional choice, but I'm gonna stand by it. My favorite adult character in season four is Keith. I almost said if if my answer wasn't Whitey, it was going to be the ghost of because Keith. <laughs> because the ghost of Keith did so much this season is and was really? so good. Um, the entire episode where he's with Lucas in there in the it's a wonderful life type episode was so good. And quite frankly, the three minutes he is on our screen in that season finale would have made it worthwhile anyways. Just that interaction with him and Karen and Lily. It's just so perfect and i'm so happy they brought him back for the few things he got to do this year and it was a wonderful wonderful thing that we still got more keith even after his passing in season three yes Yes. i agree yeah and no if yeah if you're if you're looking at characters that put the work in this <laughs> this season it, it's the ghost of keith scott ghost of keith yes <laughs> whether camilla. he's full-grown keith or or go, <laughs> the ghost shout out of tree to hill yes the ghost of tree hill truly putting in so much work they're like these goddamn living people don't know how to live their goddamn lives we gotta fix this for them come on let's go chop chop you know ghost, let's they're together they <laughs> oh yeah yeah camilla's taking care of keith Wherever mm-hmm. they are, whatever yep. afterlife Tree Hill residents go to. Yes. She she invites him over for, for, for supper every yep. single night. Yep, they talk exactly. about Whitey and they, they go, yep. what the every fuck time. are these people doing? Every time. Are we going to yes. have to go back down there again? Right? <laughs> this is right? the reboot that I want. Yes. yes. I don't want a reboot with Lily and James as teenagers. I don't want, you know, 
a reboot where all of the core five are now in their late 30s, early 40s. I want the reboot of the characters that have died on this show. Yep. Watching over everyone else. Yeah. Oh, the ne- El- Ellie would be there as well. And I'm and no, it's quite it's frankly. Peyton's like, two moms and Jimmy and Camilla and Keith just really pulling all the strings that you're on. I'm here for 100%. it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, honestly, okay. put Whitey up there too, because eventually he will be joining them. And nope. so just go ahead and add him. Let him be with Camilla. Let him He's be immortal. happy. They can watch over everybody. Gentle listeners, I'll just let you know the disdain on Jesse's face when Jesse when when Caitlin just said that was palpable. <laughs> Whitey can never die, just so you're aware. Whitey is immortal in Jesse's eyes. He will never die. Don't ever say anything He's otherwise. He's immortal. He's immortal. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm gonna anyway. get Whitey's face tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> I'm sure Barry Corbin's gonna really like that. No, not Barry Corbin, not Barold Corbin's face. <laughs> Whitey's face. Same difference on with it's the fine. Ravens cap, like okay. disappointed look. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Wow. Okay. But Moving it's also going to have the tribal filigree on the side just to make it period <laughs> accurate. Wow. Oh, with the bu- you need your own bucket tattoo with it. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh, the possibilities just really are endless. They are endless. Yes. Yes. Fun bucket tattoos. Here we go, kids. Woo. Oh, God. What a season one throwback. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Okay. Next. That we remember, but not the ties and the affairs of men. <laughs> I mean, we remember the important things. That's what I'll say. In this podcast, we remember the important things. Damn it. Like the stupid tattoo that <laughs> Sophia Bush had in season one but not a literal plot point from the season we are discussing right nope, now not at all not at all anyway <laughs> it's swiftly moving on to the next one our favorite couple of this season who wants to go chase and brooke there yep there, there we go. go okay they're the only couple that matters all season i'm sorry i said it <laughs> like... okay I I was just so happy that Peyton and Lucas got together and we got to actually, they actually got to be together for real now, you know, they, they used their, their words and not just their, their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. We got, I mean, we got, we got half a season of them together and it's perfect and they're so sweet and they're so good together and it's great. And yes, my other option was Chase and Brooke because they are perfect together as well and it's so cute that in such short amount of time we fell in love with that couple so hard so yeah both choices a plus plus to both of them yeah and i think to part like to elaborate on why i love chase and brooke because like you mean leighton and leighton and base yeah leighton and base yuck yuck so with Brooke and Chase, I think that part of why I love them so much is because he gave Brooke hope and restored her faith in love. Because yeah. at the beginning of this season, that was not where she was. Oh, she, Brooke I was mean, a villain this first part of the season. She was yeah. a villain for the first, like, 18 episodes. Yeah. Like, 
I that's why like we all know how much I love Brooke Davis, but like she was not a good person for the bulk majority of this season. I well, I mean, I would say the first half of the season until she, you know, d- tells Lucas go talk to Peyton until basketball season's over. After that, she kind of softens up a little bit, but then a it gets. Bit. She's still horrible to Peyton. And then, yeah, exactly. And then it gets even worse with that. And then it comes to a head at that point. And then we get good Brooke for the last, like, I don't know, five, six episodes. So, yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, no, but I think that she needed a guy like Chase because she needed somebody who was going to restore her faith in true love because she thought she had it with Lucas. Mm-hmm. We all know how that ended. And, you know, like, obviously, I don't think what happened with Nick was anything remotely close to love, but he still cheated on her. So, like, I forgot about Nick. Yep. Nick and Carrie (laughs) D. English. Yep. The Tarte Fashion Show, Jesse. The Tarte (laughs) Fashion Show. That was also this season. Cameo was season four. What? Yeah. But no, so I think that I think she needed a guy like Chase for that because I think without no, without a guy like Chase, I don't think she would have ever forgiven Peyton because Chase forced Brooke to re-examine how she had been acting because she wanted to be the, the kind of person that he would want. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love I love I appreciate their, that for him. Yeah, I will say I love also their storyline of her you know, falling for him because he's a super cute guy and then realizing, oh, she can't have him because he's a clean teen. And then that whole thing being super sweet and then him dumping her because she lied to him and all that. It's just it's so good. It's also good. And then it ends up with with 60 seconds in heaven in the back of his car. And it's amazing. And I love them. <laughs> uh, I was just looking at Stephen Coletti's IMDb page. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He was the love interest in Taylor Swift's White Horse music video. Yes, he was. Yes, he, <laughs> yes, was. he was. Hello. Yes, he was. Oh uh-huh. lord. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. He yes. has also been in Supposedly. some Christmas trash that uh would be interesting to watch for a special episode. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're already planning on Christmas trash episodes. You're welcome. Anyway, moving on. Um, all right. Next one is favorite basketball moment of season four. I think this is a pretty unanimous decision, right? Yeah. No, it's the, only, them... the correct answer is the state championship. Yes. State championship game. Correct, I like. Jesse? I like the season finale when the brothers are playing basketball on the <laughs> river court. <laughs> okay, and that I, is and also I, an I'll... accurate answer. We'll allow it. I like the girls versus boys when when Nathan tries to yeah when Nathan gives the ball to his wife and he's like I mean I'm married guys and I just thought it was, that's my favorite basketball. That's fair. Yeah, both are very good. Yes, the 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 state championship is an amazing thing. It's such a good episode and such a good fake out because you think they lose the entire time and then they don't lose and it's great and then. It obviously ends very badly at the end because people get hit by cars and people have heart attacks, but it's it's fine. I do think the state championship definitely got overshadowed in my brain. It like it was the it was so loaded with the point shaving shit and the Dante of it all. 
and then what happens immediately after the game. Like, I just think it's so, it's such a mixed bag in my brain that I, I prefer the, the happy, the, the fully happy moment at the river course. Yes, I get that. I get that. Both, both are, both are very good answers. I like both. Um, all right. Then next one, favorite musical moment of the season can be soundtrack wise or in the story itself. Um, I will go first. Mine has to be the girls dancing to want to be in the season finale. Um, I, as the Spice Girls stand of the group here, um, it, it just made it made me happy in 2007 when I was 17 and I watched this. It made me happy, you know, today or yes, last week when I watched it. Um, it's just it's so good and it's so funny and silly and stupid and I love it. I stand by what I said last week about Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. Like yeah. that was incredible. <laughs> I am. I, I don't know. I'm sure my favorite musical because sorry, I promise I'm going to say a full sentence. Here we go. Um, were there weren't really a lot of live music moments this season. Really? Can Tyler Hilton showing up at, at uh, second chance prom be a music moment? Sure. <laughs> I think well, yes. I'll allow uh, it. No, there were so many moments like watching episodes where they would play like the entirety of an Ingrid Michaelson song. And and I'd be like, this is perfect and literally all I need. You know, like there there were so many excellent soundtrack moments. Yeah. Where um I thought they were just gonna play a snippet and it turned out they played the whole song. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Perfect. So, yep, yeah, or also fifth bin four four albums back. Latoya Jackson, so good, so good. Latoya Jackson. Oh, okay. Next one is favorite. I'm gonna split this up into two parts. Okay, the next one is favorite villain. I'm gonna say favorite villain we love to hate, and then favorite villain that we just hate. So, favorite villain we love to hate. This season, Brooke. Yes. Because, again, we all know I love Brooke Davis, but... Girl was I a villain for some of this. performance this season. <laughs> I, I concur. I concur. Because it's like, I love you, Brooke, but I don't love you right now. Like, that's how I felt about her for most of this season. It was bad when Rachel was the sound moral compass for her. It was <laughs> trying to give her reason of like, no, don't do this. But Brooke would do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Except when it came to stealing calculus exams. Yeah. 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 I agree. Jesse, my dear. <sighs> the, I don't know. Villain's hard. Because generally like i don't have a lot of sympathy for villains but um probably the villain that i like viscerally hate the least is rachel because i see her purpose in the friend group i understand why she's there she did have a mini arc that was fine like she frustrates me every time she's on the screen <laughs> but like 
she does have funny moments and her and Brooke's friendship is cute when it's not super toxic. So true. There we I'll go. say yes. Rachel. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Then uh villain that we just hate to hate. Um, It's a tie. Dan and Dante. Yeah. Oh, Dante. Yeah, right. I literally just said his name and then I forgot about him immediately. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing that we can forget about Dante, but yeah, I mean, Dante sucks. And then Dan at the end really sucks. So yeah, I mean, Dan always sucks. Dan's the obvious choice. But yeah, Dante caused so much undue, like unnecessary angst. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. Yep. Coolio. Next one is biggest WTF moment. <laughs> Anything? Having to do with Ian. All yes, of it. Literally oh, what yeah. I said. Specifically, mine was when she opens the door to go to prom and he turns around. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Because. Yes. And, also, and the I other one is. Not because of how much it shocked me this time, because I knew it was coming, but because I remember how shocked I was when it happened 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. The other one is, that's not very nice, Peyton. <laughs> How disappointing. So disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> God, the, the, see, my WTF moment is more the first time he freaked out. Oh, okay. With, pay, like, just because the second time, while it was scary and I did not like it, it was so campy that I laughed a lot. <laughs> Some of his line reads, the yeah. whole yeah all the all of it um but that first time was genuinely like really scary peyton was just like trying like starting to put the pieces together and oh in he, the hotel room when he shows up in the hotel room yes yeah, yeah no that whole episode was so stressful yeah. with you know peyton going from trusting him to putting the pieces together to now he's in her house with a taser. Like, just, mm -hmm. yeah, that. And that then he's out of her house, out of the window. And then he and disappears. Then he's not there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think the first scary Derek, you know, you know yeah. Ian episode was my WTF moment. Yeah. Then uh, next one is favorite storyline of the season. We had so many storylines with all of our characters this season. Man. I know. I know. Um, this is another that was this season moment. Right. Right. Um, I think honestly, I think for me. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but Dan's downfall was my favorite plot line this season because he truly thought he was going to get away with it because Jimmy was a perfect scapegoat. They were in an empty hallway there. Surely there's no way that no one witnessed this. And lo and behold, we find out somebody did. And which is absolutely not what Dan was expecting and watching him internally panic while he tried to figure out if he was imagining things and being haunted by the ghost of his brother, which yes, he was, or did somebody actually know that he committed the murder and slowly realizing that yes, somebody does know and the mental breakdown that he goes through right up to the very end of the season. Like 
from an acting standpoint, Paul Johansson is fucking fantastic. If the show were on HBO, that man would have won an Emmy. Like, without question. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, with that, there's also kind of going back, kind of going back to like the what the fuck moment of the season. Finding out that Abby witnessed it was a little bit of a what the fuck moment. Yeah. Because I want to know how much that was planned. Or did they sit in the writer's room and go, okay, wait, we have to figure this out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, from an acting standpoint, Paul was on the top of his game this season. Um, and I mean, and we've talked about this over the course of the season, like how delicious it was watching Dan fall apart and suffer the consequences of his own actions internally before he ever confessed to the murder. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite Paul line. Yeah. Um, mine is also a slightly unorthodox choice, but I think it's the one that I enjoyed watching the most just for pure entertainment. It is the Brooke and Rachel stealing the calculus tests plot line. I, again, like I said before this episode, um, they were our Lucy and Ethel, our comedic moments this season when we really needed them. And it was so funny to watch them together because they literally had nobody else. You know, Brooke wasn't hanging out with anybody else in the friend group. So all she had was Rachel. Rachel's pissed everybody else off except Brooke. So the two of them together were just so good together in such a funny, dysfunctional way that it was a it was so much fun to watch the entire time and to see where they end up together, you know, and things like that. It's a wonderful thing to see by the end of it all of where they started versus where they ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was probably in my top three. Um, so agreed. Uh, I, I truly, it's so hard. Oh, some of it is because so much happened this season that I just, I feel like I can't remember all of the good plot lines. Um, I feel like I did as like difficult as it was. I did enjoy Nathan's little mini arc at the end of the season. Like everything that happened from the state championships on with him. I uh, really liked that he like, I even kind of liked that he and Dan were almost, you know, Dan was kind of being a supportive Some, father? Somewhat supportive yeah. of him, of his son going through, you know, whatever he was going through, you know, like, and so just the journey from Nathan, like denying it to owning up to it with Whitey to the press conference to losing Duke and trying to come to terms with that. And then finally getting at least a piece of what his dream was at the end, you know, uh, I, I did. I think that was a nice little mini arc for, for Nate. Yeah. I love all those, all those. Yes. Now, last one is our favorite episode of season four of one tree hill. Mm. I mean, I have an obvious answer and I have a more fun answer. 
I think, can we just agree, the season finale is one of the best episodes of this show we've ever had, and it just yeah. gets a special place. Yes. It is. Yes. It gets a special award this season for yeah. being so good. Yeah. Take that out. Now what's your favorite? Uh, the second chance prom in the, in that Texas town that Honey I Grove, can't remember. Texas. Honey Grove. Yeah. I liked all that. It was a romp. It had, uh, Tyler Hilton coming to save the day. It had, you know, just a, a bunch of, uh, yeah, it was a romp and I love a romp. It's so, so complete with the thrift store, the 1970s prom attire. So good. So and cute. Lucas and Peyton doing doing the sex for the first time in a hotel room and doing the Texas. dig in Honey Grove. Yeah, that one. You know, yeah. Pate, uh Brooke making Chris Keller cry. Uh, so good. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Just all good. <laughs> right. As long as you wouldn't tell anyone. Right. Or or just him. Him <laughs> and seeing Haley pregnant, he's like, "Though you know, Hales, you have gotten a little chunky." She's like, "I'm pregnant, you moron, dude. Not mine." <laughs> Just chaos. So he is such a chaos goblin. Like it's so funny. I I don't want him in more than one episode a season, <laughs> but I do want him once a season to come in and go. Chris Keller's here and just like really cause chaos, controllable chaos that doesn't mess up our people too badly, and then like hop on his tour bus and drive into the night. You know, like. <laughs> Once a season. And every arc he has with Chris Keller's work is done. Yes. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Until next time, friends. Yes. Yes. Caitlin, my dear. Um, I think for me, one of my favorite episodes was the episode in between um the house party and prom. Where Nathan's Haley's... apology tour. <laughs> yeah, Nathan's apology tour. That's the episode <laughs> yep. is the yep. Nathan Apology Tour episode because it's so funny. Like that whole episode is so funny because like Nathan's going around apologizing to everybody. Haley's emotions are all over the place about whether or not she wants the list versus not wanting the list versus you were supposed to know that I want the list. How did you not know that, that I want the list? And even the giant fight that Brooke and Peyton have in her front yard where Brooke's in her sock feet the whole time. Like, <laughs> like, my Even if it... that moment was horrible to watch because it was the longest friendship in the entire series being truly ripped to shreds, the fight itself was so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite, though, is still when he goes to apologize to Lucas and Lucas is like, no, dude, we're fine. I knew you were an ass back then. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, and it, but it's just like it's they they found a, they found the humor in a situation that was really, really dire. Yeah. That's what I loved like, about really this dire season for a lot of reasons, not just yeah. like, like even putting aside the fact that like Nathan and Brooke slept together, thus cheating on Peyton and they filmed it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, just yeah. even take out the fact that they filmed it. Like that alone is a dire situation in itself, but just like the whole fact of Brooke and Nathan cheating on Peyton and than having to suffer the consequences for 45 minutes. Like that was hilarious. Yeah. It's it's I will say that what you said about balancing the the subject matter with the humor is what I think this season does best. It is yeah, it I balances agree. that fun character banner that we love with all of the serious shit they try to throw at them. Mm-hmm. And it does it very, very well. Um my favorite 
of this season was episode 13, which was the class assignment episode. Yeah, I was also going to give that an honorable mention. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. I mean, we always love the ones where they get paired off and they do their whatever they do. But it's just every pairing was so good. Special shout out to Glenda, MVP uh, of that episode Glenda. for making Lucas a goth. I love her. Love her to death. <laughs> um, it's just it's all it was so good. And the best teacher in Tree Hill, which we find out. I didn't mention this last weekend um, that. The class that they were doing was current events because that's what Peyton says she and Shelly had together that this year. Mm. So he was the current events teacher. Interesting. Right? Huh. Cool. Yeah. The more you know. But yeah, that's I I love that episode. I love all the pairings. I love it all. I think every single episode we've said today has is one of the best episodes of the entire series, honestly. Yeah. Um no, when yeah. this when this season was on a high, and I don't mean high as in episode quality, I mean high as in the mood of the episodes. When this season was on a high, it was high, romptastic, just like so much fun. The actors, the just everyone was having a blast, right? Mm-hmm. When this show went low, it went fucking like Oh, they jumped off mountains. We were on yeah. a mountaintop and then they just swan dived off. Yeah, totally no, I think this season has the most roller coaster yeah. plot lines. Yeah. Which and the fact that they all end up happy at the end, I think, is a miracle. I think that might be why I loved the finale yeah. is because like everyone good has God. a happy ending. Good God, this season. Come yeah. on. You know, <laughs> they went through so much this season and they all made it out on the other side relatively unscathed. Right. The fact that they, Peyton went through not one, but two attacks uh, in her own home, yep. you know, and yet she still gets to be at the river court after graduation with all of her friends just fucking around and playing basketball is. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, I think that it does make the season finale that much sweeter. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Okay. So now it is that time, everybody, where Jesse gets to predict what happens Mm. next season. (laughs) Listen, listen, truly. Brody, I kind of think we need to tell her what happens just so she has a baseline okay of the prediction okay okay yeah, okay otherwise she's gonna say whatever the fuck comes to her mind first and we both know that so that's true that's true that's true well no i so, would sit here for five minutes and say this this show is over period nothing else can also happen that. also that <laughs> so i yeah. think we need to give her at least a base starting point yes so okay so jesse here is the situation um in may of t- 2007 this show was renewed for a fifth season as a mid-season replacement on the CW. Okay. Okay. Wild choice. <laughs> and also what happened was as soon as that happened, the creators and producers of the show announced that for the first time, really in any kind of shows like this history, they would be doing a significant time jump. Season five starts four years in the future of where season four ended. For why? 
they're all going to be together at college. I even, I want you to know, I thought of something that made me giggle last time we were recording. So I Uh flipped four pages ahead in my notes, the book I take notes in because it made me giggle so much. I can't read that. I can't read it it either. One tree, one tree hill, the college years. I was ready for it. I see that, that joke that you just, Jesse, the joke you just made about, you know, the college years, like saved by the bell, the college years is the reason why they did that. It is because every single teen show that starts in high school, when they go to college, it dips in quality. It does not work because you have to find a reason for all of your characters to all go to the same school and all do the same thing. And they with did this that. show, <laughs> they did that. But no, 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 no. There's only three of them that are going to the same college. Everyone else is leaving. Mm-hmm. Like Nathan, Haley, and Lucas are the only three that are, are anywhere together. close that are sticking together. Mouth's going to college somewhere. Skills is going to college. Uh, Brooke and Peyton are going to California. Rachel's going who knows where, you know, same with Chase. Um, Rachel's going back to her full-time job as an undercover detective. Right. Here, God in heaven above. <laughs> She's got important things down at the police department to take care of. Yeah, I can't. So I can't. much paperwork. <laughs> so, yes. So that was their biggest reason of why they wanted to do that. Because what it starts up as in season five is they're done with college. And okay. they are adults. They Jesus are now all Christ. 22 years old. Great. 10 years closer to their actual, only 10 years away from their actual age. Excellent. Good job. So that is what, yes. Now predict season five. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here, t- hold this bombshell. You run away and yell at me. Okay, go. From the bunker you ran to. We just gave you the grenade and then ran in the opposite you direction. Pulled the That's pin, gave happened. me the grenade and ran away and said, Sweetie, isn't that what we've done this entire series? Like, yeah. But I knew what game board we were on before you gave me the grenades last time. <laughs> Fascinating. So okay. would you rather would you rather just watch the uh, season five trailer and react to that instead of try to predict what's going to happen in season five? I would like to see the season five trailer. Okay. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go watch that, and we will be right back with Jesse's thoughts. That was only 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. But what a 30 seconds it was. What? So now what do you think, Jesse? I mean, Haley's hair looks great. Um, (laughs) What the fuck, man? Um, Yep, those are all things. I mean, it looks like Brooke and Peyton are doing great. It looks like Lucas is going to be the next fucking John Steinbeck. Good for him. <laughs> I'm also not reading his books. Um, no, it's got four years. I will it's say, actually, did, did, did you see the, the young child who was running around? The what? The young child that was running around? Yeah. No, you can't miss him. He's a four-year-old, uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yes, he is. No, that's... Yeah. It's... Okay, it's not a bad decision, I will say. I am very sad that I don't get to make my One Tree Hill the college years jokes for the next four seasons, but fine. Um, No, I mean, looks like Nathan's going through it, and I guess I'm just going to predict he gets injured in some way. 
the that boy his has put his body through garbage. He's been injured so much. So I think he gets injured and something get basketball gets taken away for some reason. Um which is why he is drinking and looking like post-war Lieutenant Dan on that couch. <laughs> like uh can I say that? Should I should I do another take no, on I, that? No, that's fine. <laughs> He's still got legs. Don't worry. Just it's just the legs. hair and the, the facial hair and mm-hmm. the drinking. Uh no and the distraught wife. <laughs> this distraught woman throwing yeah. I don't know. I I am I will say I'm much more interested to figure out what the fuck is going to happen now than I was at the beginning of this recap episode. (laughs) So congratulations, you two. You got me on for another season. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's God. (laughs) I'm I'm excited for season five because. Like I said, they jump four years. Their stuff. We're going to learn about what happened in those four years and things like that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And no, I'm sure. Eventually, finally get to meet our bestie from last year's Christmas special. Well, that's not. For... He's in season five. No, he's not. Isn't he? No, he's not. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm a thousand percent. I'm a thousand percent sure. I gotta get up to an octave that my dog can hear all the way in Tennessee because I'm <laughs> at home in North Carolina right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I am very sure that he is not in season five. Ugh, fine, I'll allow it. <laughs> Just gonna have to watch that Christmas movie again. Oh darn! So, <laughs> yes. Okay, so <laughs> perfect. Um, anything else we want to add about season four as a whole, besides the fact that I think we all very much enjoyed this season and what happened in it um, with all the highs and lows with it. Um, personally, I would say this is my favorite season of the first four. Um, you know, yeah, especially of the high school years. This is my favorite of the high school years by a mile. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I liked about 95, no, too high, 85% of, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I could have done with, like, completely scratching out all of the scary Ian plot lines. I would have been just fine. Um, there was plenty of other shit happening. <laughs> Yeah. It still would have been a dramatic season, but no, I really did. I, this is probably also, you know, one of my top two favorite high school seasons. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. And now, um, we have an announcement guys to make as far as the podcast is concerned. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of next season and, uh, you know, I guess since they've tied me in, uh, t- roped me in for another season. Um, so we are going to take a little bit of a break over the holiday season just because uh, I think it's an understatement to say all three of our lives have exploded in the last couple months. Um, we started this podcast two years ago now. 
um, in the middle of the pandemic, you know, and life is much different now, generally, even in regards of being able to leave our house and do stuff like that, you know, but uh, all of our work lives have changed drastically since we first started the podcast and we've just decided for our own mental health that uh we're gonna take a little bit of a break and not try to keep powering through weekly release schedule over the holidays and while you know uh navigating our professional lives so we're taking a little breaky uh our next regular episode is going to come out uh, right after the turn of the year. So January 4th, uh, 2023, we will be back in your pod feeds and it's going to be great. I'm going to be confused as hell. So make sure you stay subscribed. Make sure you keep following us on social media. We are also planning on doing another ultra chaotic christmas trash episode um so just so thrilled about which caitlin is definitely not being forced into at all in the slightest (laughs) caitlin feels feels a cold coming on already uh the day of that (laughs) recording but um so yeah you can also look forward to that um yeah like i said keep an eye on our social media feeds because that's where all the updates are gonna gonna be uh regarding our next episode drop and our uh christmas chaos so we we just really appreciate you all hanging in there with us every week through you know me trying to figure out what this episode what this tv show is honestly (laughs) yeah yeah just hanging out with us every week not abandoning us even though we go eight weeks without posting on social media um and admittedly the the moment that that happened was about the moment that we said we should probably take the rest of the year off. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. But we'll be back in January, and you can still come and chat with us in the Instagram DMs. I will still be there. Brody will still be there. Jesse will not. (laughs) Um, Unless it is a question about the high school years, Jesse is not allowed to answer. High school and only. Jesse's stuck (laughs) in high school still. Yes. Uh, leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Tell us how much we you miss us. That's what we really want for Christmas this year yes, for holidays. That, that and for drama queens to know we exist. Um, yes, those are my two Christmas wish list things. Oh no, and to not have to do a Christmas episode. But I'm not going to get too bad, Caitlin. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get that because Santa doesn't exist. So. <laughs> Wow. So no, five star reviews telling us you miss us and tell drama queens that we exist. Those that is what we would like for Christmas this year. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and we'll see you in January. Yes. Woo-hoo. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting us this entire time. We really do appreciate it. Um yeah, the show jumps 4 years so we can, you know, take 2 months off. It's fine. We're good. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. So, we'll see you guys when we see you next holiday trash episode or in January 4th. Absolutely. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Bye.